Good evening once again, boys and ghouls. It is spooky time still. Yes, you have you have something to say. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's really good. Hello, everyone. You didn't listen to the last episode. That's how I fucking introduced things last time. That's really good. I, I yeah. have not gotten too around to listen to the last episode. Oh no, mm. I'm a terrible fan. <laughs> oh no, how terrible. I have. At least you actually to... listen to the podcast. Unlike some people. Unlike somebody I live with. Unlike somebody, heart. Heart, 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 heart. Love you, bun. Um, but, welcome to Acme Podcast Incorporated. I'm your host, Kaiju Emperor. Again, still weird to say that. Uh, and I'm joined by the boo, Adrian. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Adrian's here. Uh, what was the last time you were here was? Part five or part five. Part yes, five. It was. Yeah. Uh, no, it was for uh, Atlantis and Treasure Planet. Right. I needed an cause... emergency episode, and it was Atlantis and Treasure and Planet. like those two movies are some of my favorites, and so I was like, right, yeah, I'm right, gonna right, do right, this right, with you, right? Heart. Right, right, right. Because if I didn't, I would have. Because if I wasn't on this for that episode, I would have uh, mm -hmm. come over to where you are and slain you. Yeah. With a rake. Brown. Art. <laughs> um, so anyway, still spooky time. So we're still doing spooky month stuff. This episode we're talking about uh, vampires. Talking about Vampire Hunter D. Bloodlust. And The Batman versus Dracula. Uh, so on theme. A little bit. Uh, wildly different din dissonance from films. Like, oh, absolutely yeah. wildly different. Oh yeah, not even. Yeah, they're the only through line is that they're about vampires. That's it. Pretty much, like, like I could have fucking picked any other fucking vampire movie I mean, to be honest. I mean, Vampire these... Hunter D. Bloodlust would have gone better with Castlevania, but I watched the first like two seasons with Laser. Yeah. So it's like I can't really do. And th season three isn't out yet. No, that show's over. Um, oh, really? I thought it was having a new one. No, uh, well, it's getting a new one, but that that the the whole. Um, oh, I the, thought that was a season three for that. No, no, no. Tre the Trevor Belmont, Alucard, and Sypha stuff is over, and that that was four seasons. Um, and we're getting a whole new uh, season, which is that... Rick Richter Belmont. Finally, uh, the, man, the myth, the legend. I'm I'm honestly surprised we're not doing Symphony of the Night, considering Alucard yeah. was a main character in season. Symphony, yeah. Yeah, well, not just that, but he was the main character in seasons one through four. You know, mm -hmm. I'm also surprised we're not trying to do uh, Aria of Sorrow, especially because one, it's anime as fuck and marketable, and two, because of how they wrote Dracula. In that series, it would be perfect to have a series where Dracula was technically the main character. That would have been interesting, but <clears throat> it's a shame. I I say this as a person who has only played Castlevania games and haven't had watched the anime yet. Yeah, um, need, because hey, I, I don't I don't have a Netflix account yet. Although I I can now. I have a job. I have a job and a paycheck. Yeah. I can pay and I can and I can do things with money. It's, it's, uh, hmm. it's a good show. 
might be the... getting a, a house Netflix account. <laughs> mm, it's, uh, it's on the list of shows. Um, normally, this is, <clears throat> excuse me. Normally, this is where we would do weeks, but because of the nature of Adrian and I, who are seeing each other all the time, all the time, the a lot of the things that we watch, we watch uh, together. So yeah. there's no. Yeah, I mean, we could just discuss our weeks like without watching TV. Well, I mean, it's I usually it's we a... we talk about uh. What shows we're watching? What shows we're watching and comics and manga and shit and try to. I keep, don't read. Try and keep <laughs> other. Try and keep other stuff to a minimum, just because you know, the focus of the podcast is like media. But we do occasionally mention like you know, hey, there's a video essay about Lupin that I watched. And, that was fun, you know. And hey, uh, me a thing. It's like, hey, I got a fucking job. Yeah, you got a <laughs> finally. Job. I have. I'm a. I'm an employed boy. And You're an employed my, boy. And uh, my managers are great, and they've been, like, really good about not misgendering me, and, like, I've been served a lot just by random people who don't even know. I'm like, it's fantastic. I, 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 it's mm-hmm. like my frame is, like, more masculine, and uh, my voice is masculine, and, like, I'm wearing a mask all the time because I'm at fucking work, and I work in a nursing home, so it's like, wear a fucking mask, you shit lips. And so, like, I'm consistently getting served. It's great. Like, I've been sheed off screen also. Yeah, I, I, uh, I, I always refer to you as my partner, and like some of people who are not aware of the situation that you are in, as like, oh yeah, no worries, she'll be, she'll be coming here soon. I was like, yeah, she will. You don't even know the half of it. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. What I mean, you know, it's it's probably because they default to hetero relationship. It's unfortunate, yeah. Well, they're also like, okay, well, this is a trans person, and they say partner, and they don't know what gender to use, so. Mm-hmm, right. They don't know we're T for T. Well, they don't know that I'm gender fluid. T for T. Love that shit. I did. I do want to try and, like, uh, when eventually I go down there, I do want to take a day and just, like, all right, help me do my makeup. I'm gonna put, oh, absolutely. I'm gonna do the whole shebang, and I'm gonna go out, and I'm gonna try and see. Basically, when I when I pick a day to to be femme, I want to make a straight man question his entire goddamn existence. <laughs> yeah, that's a mood. That's that's what I want to be. That's, that's a mood. That's I'll, the I'll help you as much as I can, baby. I promise. That's that's the energy I want. Um, Queen the only shit. thing really for me, because I've been really busy, that's like. Other than the stuff we watch, which we'll probably talk about in a minute because we both, because you know it's worth talking about, but yeah, still my 40k shit, you know, as usual. <laughs> um, and there's something I kind of want to try. There's this video series I watched with this guy who, like, literally just like, I'm gonna just take a bunch of like scrap and like crap I find around my house and like things people fans send me, and I'm gonna start making orc shit. And I'm like, yes. Just that... hot, just hot glue a bunch of like. Oh, here's this like, uh, this thing from a fucking soap dispenser pump, and like, oh, this is a an out. This is a metal piece from a fucking outlet, and these mm-hmm. wires and shit. I'm just gonna like glue them, glue parts of them all with mega blocks and other shit, and like putty, and uh, whatever. I'm gonna make an orc battle wagon. That fucks it, actually. It's fucks severely because like that's what orc shit is supposed to look like. Yeah, 
my my uh coworker Kyle is big into 40k and some of the times when he and I are chatting while on break uh it's just like yeah pretty sure my partner talked to me about this a couple days ago <laughs> mm-hmm. I didn't understand it then and I still don't understand it now mm-hmm. I still recommend uh the Adeptus Ridiculous podcast I'll probably listen to it eventually one of these days when I'm not in the back half of uh, me re-listening to uh, Night Vale because I started doing that recently again. Right. Yeah, I'm. Uh, it's still good. Yeah, it's yeah. Still good. When I'm, uh, I'm listening to like when I'm out on my bike and shit. That's when I'm listening to podcasts. Unless it's like when I'm at home, the podcast I'm listen- listening to is I'm fucking still trying to get through Kurt Roll campaign two. Yeah. Um. But when I'm out, I'm usually listening to my Bim Bam or Go Fact Yourself or uh, fucking um, uh, Castle Super Beast, mm-hmm. which is the uh, the podcast that the two guys from Best Friends, Wooly and Pat, started after Super Best Friends broke up. I see. Uh, so it's like it's like I still have the Super Best Friends cast, but it's not the Super Best Friends cast anymore. So, you know, same energy. And uh, you'll never find another podcast where one of the co-hosts tells a story about how he recently moved. And uh, all of their silverware had was in storage and put away so they didn't have any forts or anything. Wait, hold on. Were you, were you here when I told this story? I was here when you told the story. You actually told this story to me recently, and it still blows my mind. Oh yeah, it's like their, their neighbor was like, "Welcome to the neighborhood. Are you here? Have, Have a, pie. a pie. Have a fresh pie." And it's like, "Oh, thank you. We want to eat this now because it's fresh, but we don't have any fucking forks. We got to eat it with our fucking hands, like we, criminals. But we're in our kitchen, and the kitchen has this massive window, and our neighbors are right down the street, and they could see us." through that window into the kitchen so we're gonna have to duck down and press (laughs) our backs against the wall so we're under the eve of the window while we eat our pie with our hands in shame like fucking criminals and they're just like sitting there going "Mm, this this pie is delicious we need to ask for another pie when we're not assholes about it oh god what a fucking wild trip that was it's it's that podcast is something else. Truly. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, still my 40k shit. Uh, but other than that, the other thing worth mentioning is, is I'm sad. Number one, I'm sad that the, by the, when we're recording this podcast, um, we're only three days away from the Owl House season three premiere. <laughs> I know. Look, it's fine. Well, what we'll, next next episode you, we can talk about it if I come back again. Yeah, I don't. If know I have who's time. Gonna be. I don't either. I don't know what's the next. I still don't even know what the next thing is. It's gonna be Coraline and something else, and I still don't know what it is. Mm, I'll figure it out. Because KP's probably said he was like, oh, "I'd love to talk about Coraline." I just don't know what to pair it with. Um. Yeah. We already did Paranorman, because that's the opposite. Yeah, it was about, yeah that was maybe that. another Leica jam, maybe. Box Trolls? Yeah, but it's not spooky. It's kind of spooky. A- anything Leica is spooky, let's be real. I mean, if I wanted to pull a 
hard swerve, I could just do James and the Giant Peach. I mean, that would have been really good. That would be really good. I'd say, yeah. Absolutely. Mm. You know, I'm sure that that spider lady in that movie awake awoke something in many people. Oh, I know it did. I know it did for me. Absolutely. 110%. Mm-hmm. Uh, that being said, I, I, though... Sorry. I, I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm confident enough in my sexuality to say, yeah, that spider bitch absolutely awoken something in me. Mm-hmm. That being said, though... The two main things that are what well, factor three they're worth talking about that we both that we both watched were like, hey, Spy Family's back, woo, yay, the Bond the, is here, my big boy, Bond is here, and also, um, hey, remember when the show was uh funny and happy, and now we're dealing with like serious shit, serious shit. It's like, oh yeah, right. I forgot about how the plot of this is about a guy like, trying to stop a war with two fucking burgeoning country, countries burgeoning that are about country. to fucking blow each other up. So it's like, yeah, we get we had to address this eventually. eventually One of these days. Eventually, and now we're here. Teehee. Um, God, I don't know if I like. Okay. I think I I, don't, I think I like the opening the song itself as much as the first one, but I the visuals aren't as good. Yeah, no, the visuals of uh peanuts. the first one was really peanuts. Was so uh, mixed nuts rather mixed nuts. M- mixed nuts, yeah. Uh, and the visuals for the ED of the first part of the the season was also I don't know. They were both so much better, but hey, mm-hmm. you know. Also, we have like all the new care, all the characters that haven't shown up yet in the intro. Mm-hmm. Bond is there. We also have another character who shows up later. Uh, that the purple haired lady you saw. In the, uh, yeah, the, that's that's a uh, that's midnight. She's uh one of the other agents of lies. Look for Twilight. Who'd have thunk? Uh, yeah. But hey, Spy Family, good. Would have still good. Uda. Yep. We also good. watched the premiere of Blue Lock, Chainsaw Man, Blue Lock, Blue Lock and, Chainsaw and Chainsaw Man. Man. Now, because I've already talked about Chainsaw Man and Blue Lock on this podcast in their manga iterations, I want your raw, unfiltered onion about what you saw so far from both of them. Starting with Blue Lock, uh, this is 110% up my alley (laughs) because I am the premier sports anime fucker. Like, my friends go to me for sports anime recommendation. And generally, I will give them a specific one because I need more people to enjoy it. Oh, foodie. Uh, if you've if if you've never watched it, I know you have, honey. But uh, if you've never seen Okiku Furi Kabute, uh, it's known over here uh, as Big Wind Up, and it's is a a young a young boy named Mihashi who has anxiety disorder, and it never fucking gets better. Like it never is addressed to have ever getting better in the series, and I love it because I need more representation of anxiety disorder in like media. Where it doesn't always get better, but that's okay because you can cope with it with normal ways to cope with anxiety. 
and that is the main reasoning behind Ofuri is to to cope with anxiety with a uh more like well known and like accessible like coping mechanisms and that's why i love ofuri a lot also it's baseball and i'm an absolute baseball fucker i i I grew up in cincinnati i am legally obligated to root for the reds every year um but for blue lock it is so up my alley Mm. (laughs) because i love 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 hot-blooded protagonists and i love that it is the complete antithesis of like a normal sports anime where everybody gets together to to make each other better this is purely i am out for myself and myself alone and that is so viscerally interesting to actually see it from a different standpoint and not only that we have the one character who is absolutely in the i'm in this for everybody it's all for one one not one for all and i'm just like i love seeing that dichotomy going up against each other and butting heads it's so good yeah and i can already tell it's gonna be so fucking buck wild yeah because blue lock that's like its its whole (laughs) mo is like it obviously can't do it forever because eventually these characters have to play on a team and like Mm -hmm. team up and uh it 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 never tries to like i don't want to word this it never gets away from its you need to be an egotist to be the best thing, but it also like creates a completely different version of how people make each other better. Whereas in like every other sports anime manga, the whole thing is like we make each other better because teamwork. Blue Lock is about we make each other better because I'm trying to be better than you. It's like rivalry creates like growth. And Mm -hmm. characters constantly trying to be better than each other and having that egotist mentality. They're constantly, they're like blades sharpening against each other all the time. And that's kind of like what Blue Lock tries to do. And it's really fucking cool. Yeah, I'm I'm already really impressed with it thus far. That, the animation is just sick. Yeah. Like, who's doing the animation for Uh, Blue Lock? Hang on, let me double check that. I don't think it's anybody like super major, but let's look. Blue Lock. Uh, eight bit. Never heard of them. Is this their first? Uh, uh, no. Their first project was uh that time I got reincarnated oh. as a slime. Oh, that would explain why it's so good. Because that time I got reincarnated as slime has really good um animation. Yeah. Uh. Hmm. Is that? They've also done Shonen Made, Absolute Duo, and Tokyo Ravens. Never heard of any of those. I haven't yeah. either, but you know what? That's what mm-hmm. it says on the Wikipedia. Thank, thank you, Wikipedia, Wikipedia, for educating me every yeah, day. Thank you, Wikipedia. Uh, but yeah, Blue Lock. I'm looking forward to like getting into the proper meat of it when like we start to meet all of the other characters. Cause it's like, mm-hmm. like every shonen, you look at one and go, that one. That's the yeah. one. That's my little scrimblow. Yeah, we've already made Scrimble Scrimble. is Bachira. I love him. He's a little, little shit. <laughs> He's such a little scrimblow. I love him. I've had, I have another one, but we haven't met him yet. 
yeah. I've, I've seen a few of the characters, and I'm just, like, sitting here, it's like, these are all such good-looking fucking, like, aesthetics for each of them. Yeah, and like, oh, it's because, so cool. Everybody's it's because so cool. the guy who did the manga was an assistant for Kubo. Ah, that could be it. That is absolutely 100% it. Yeah, he, he worked shit. on Bleach as an assistant. I'm so glad that he is on his own shit now, because... Yeah, and you wow, can definitely, shit. when you read the manga, Absolutely you're like, phenomenal. oh yeah, you can see the bleach in Blue Lock. You can see the bleach bleed. You can see the bleach bleed the bleach through. Literally bleeding through. But in a good way, because I mean, as much as shit as I give bleach, the one thing I'll never give shit it's beautiful. to bleach is its art. Yeah, bleach is beautiful. It's the reason why I'm like, I'm such a fan of Taite's, like, first thing. Zombie that powder. That never got off the ground, which pisses me off. I love zombie we powder so much. ended up using so a couple much. of the ideas in it in Bleach. That's good. I, I'm glad about that. I did, never finished Bleach. I, like, read the first, like, six There's... volumes or some shit. But after that, I just, like, I I've don't been watching, have time. <laughs> uh, this guy named Totally Not Mark. And he does, like, a bunch of, like, manga reviews. And, and he was, like, a Dragon Ball guy for, like, a really long time. Just strictly Dragon Ball, but mm-hmm. now, but he started to be like, "What's up? What's up over here? What's going on over here?" You know, with all the other big shonens and like other popular mangas. Uh, and his big mm-hmm. first big thing was like, "Hey, I'm gonna finally read One Piece." You know. Well, he he he, he finished. He's already finished with it. Uh, he's already caught up. Uh, and now it's like one of his favorite things ever. Uh, and I remember, like, when he got when like third That's video, and we talked about the third four o'clock. He's like, "Why didn't you guys tell me One Piece was so good?" And everybody's like, "We did, we did," and that was we the did, joke. Bud. Uh, and of course, he's right now he's doing Bleach. Um, and listening to him talk about Bleach from a very like completely objective perspective as somebody who like has never read it and knows almost nothing about it is interesting because he doesn't have like the. Mm. You're, with, when you're a Bleach fan, you're either like, ride or die, Bleach is good, shut the fuck up, or you're, ah, Bleach, Bleach isn't good, like me. But it's interesting to hear it from some, hear an opinion from somebody who, like, you know, has no history with it, you know? Yeah, yeah. I understand. Uh, yeah. Now, Chainsaw Man. That shit fucked. <laughs> That first and foremost, Mappa is the animation studio who Mappa has always yeah. done good work and has I noticed this during when our watch. They are currently doing a bit of yeah, two point five D the, uh, the, the Arxis thing. Where they're yeah, where they are uh coloring over a three day model with uh, to make it look like it's 2D animation and it fucking just seamlessly flows so it well thus far. Severely. Absolutely. Oh my god. Um, and also, I believe, let me double check this. this you, you mentioned the sound design my, guy when we were watching it. The sound design guy was fucking, is great. Yeah, he yeah, did yeah. Space Dandy. Uh, let me, um, <clears throat> let me double check that. <laughs> top stories chainsaw man could be the next attack on titan hopefully better because attack on titan could go suck in my dick in terms of popularity i think they what is what they're talking about 
in terms of popularity absolutely but in terms of like it, 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 and i i think they're correct all. because um everybody's been hyped for it and now that the anime is out this was already a really good selling manga but mm. now because the anime is out hey uh and you yeah. know i had a perfect visual representation of oh this is going to apps blow up uh where the opening uh and ending were officially released on the mappa youtube channel I, w- I was literally in bed last night and was like, these were released 15, 12 hours ago. The opening had 5.8 million views. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. Pe- no one is ready for how much Good. this is going to blow up. Yeah. Uh, Kensuke Ushio is his name. He is the uh, composer uh, for Chainsaw Man, and he has done before... Uh, Space Dandy and Ping Pong the Animation. Um, Devilman Cryberry? Cryberry. Uh, Crybaby. Cry Baby. Cry Go fuck yourself. Did I? Oh, <laughs> I, I fucking slur my words. What's new? I'll, uh-huh. I'll, I'll kill you. And um, actually one I haven't seen yet, but now I'm actually interested to watch because... Oh, interesting. Uh, Japan Sinks I've 2020. I've heard... I have never heard uh, Our this, mutual friend Kaylee talked about now. it. Oh, that might be actually what I remember hearing about it. Uh, Science Saru did animation that animation, so I will... Oh, it's, it's from Netflix, too. I'm getting my Netflix account, then. A parent fucking link, Jesus. All right, yeah, that's a two-watch list on my end, along with um, something yeah. I haven't watched yet, but I really want to because it just yeah. released on the 11th, and I haven't gotten around to watching it yet. Um... So there's this anime uh-huh. I want to watch. It's called uh, mm. Eternal Boys. It's about six middle-aged Japanese men trying to become idol boys, and I'm absolutely here for it. <laughs> I've seen like bits and pieces of the animation, and it looks mm-hmm. really pretty. Um, but I'm like sitting here as like these men do not look like they're well, yeah, middle-aged. Fucking... Like, only one of them. Like, one and a half, because one of them is, like, kind of masculine and muscular, and the other one is in glasses. So it's, like, one and a half, I'm considering. Like, one and a half men in this little group look like they're, like, upwards of, like, 35. And I'm just like, these bitches aren't middle-aged. They're, like, in their early 20s, just from the, like, the design standpoint. I pray to God... When I watch this shit, they actually like look how they're supposed to look. Like I want, I want old men trying their best to do something that they thought they weren't able to do because they were stuck in a fucking dead end job for years and they think they're past their prime. This mm-hmm. is what I want. <laughs> I am so here for that specifically. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to hopefully see this within the next couple days because yeah. I uh. I, I, I won't have time tomorrow because I'm working, but I will have time uh, after work when I'm not busy cooking and cleaning and doing all my other shit that I do. How long do I have to always. wait before I hear that you bought the Pochita plush? <sighs> the 25th. Because <laughs> that's my next paycheck. <laughs> to be fair, he's only like $16. Oh, then, like, tomorrow. <laughs> uh, you can get, get them on Amazon. 
uh, with with shipping, it's twenty four dollars. Yeah, that's I could fucking pay for that. I'm fucking. Good. I spent two hundred in the past two days. What do yeah. you want from me? That was for food. I was do, I was being a good boy. I yeah. I, I know bought you food. saw Pochita and were like, "Oh, look at this little scrunglo." Oh, he's such a fucking bimbo. This little scrunglo blimblo. Scrungly. Little scrungly. scrungly. I love him. I love they him. They knew. They knew oh, what they were doing. He's twenty four dollars. They were like, "We exactly need to make a bunch of this I'm here for right it. now." Absolutely. Right now, I, need I cannot wait. Okay, so in my in my in my brainscape, I'm imagining because you know how like Ava is using used to market like shit that has nothing to do with Ava. I want oh, absolutely. so badly for there to be uh, a fucking um. How do I want to say this? Trying to think of the best way to like, I want like a Husqvarna <laughs> commercial for a chainsaw with Chainsaw Man. You know what I mean? Like just like. <laughs> like a Husqvarna or like a Black and Decker or a fucking um, what's a the Japanese chainsaw fucking Makita I think. I want like a some company who makes chainsaws to make. A fucking ad for a chainsaw with Chainsaw Man. You know the weebs oh, yeah, would absolutely. eat that up. The weebs would, would eat, eat that, that up. up. You would also. Well, you're a weeb. I was about to fucking say, bitch. Like I, I want, I want, oh I want God. that so bad. You want it so bad. It's making me look stupid. But chainsaw Man. I'm so huh. glad that. It seems like it's going to be a good adaptation. It, it looks phenomenal thus far, and like the character design is so beautiful, and the sound, the sound, I was blown mm-hmm. away by the sound. Like, I, there's a reason why, like JJ, uh, like JoJo's has like my heart and soul like trapped in a little fucking metal box and won't let it go. It's because the sound design is fucking good. I am such an auditory person. If the visuals are fine, but the sound sucks, I will drop something. If the visuals fucking blow, like, ostensibly, but the sound design is good, I will watch that motherfucker. I watched that fucking horse anime because Solano was doing the composition. No. Yeah, but Sawana was there, and I watched it. Damn it! I just I love that man. To show up, fucking power. Yeah, you're, you're Look, terrible. She's a lady. gremlin woman. I love. I love. You have gremlin a type. Women. You love gremlins in general. That's why so, you like me. <laughs> so, a little nasty, nasty man. man. I'm the trash man. I am the trash man. I'm short and fat, just like him. Yeah. Speaking of the trash man, (laughs) do we want to talk about Batman versus Dracula first? Yeah, sure. (laughs) Oh, boy. Because Danny DeVito, the penguin, segue. Oh. 
voiced, voiced by Tom, by Kenny, Tom in this Kenny because Thank this you, is Tom based Kenny. on uh, The Batman. So The Batman vs. Dracula was released in 2005. It was directed video animated movie. It was it was directed. <laughs> it has some good animation, all things considered. It's got some good animation, uh, all the same. But uh, yeah, it was not uh, that was not directed on TV. by Michael Gogan, written by Dwayne Capizzi. Uh, produced by Jeff Matsuda, Linda M. Steiner, and stars Reno Romano as Bruce Wayne as Batman, Peter Stormare as Dracula, Tara Strong as Vicky Vale, Tom Kenny as Oswald Cobblepot, aka the Penguin, Kevin Michael Richardson as the Joker, mm-hmm. and Alistair Duncan as Alfred Pennyworth. The man, the, man the myth. This is, if you watch this this particular series, Alfred is. He's up there with the sassiest Alfreds. Yeah, I I was very impressed with how sassy this Alfred is. I I appreciate yeah, a but good sassy. The Alfred. Batman is a very like divisive adaptation. Because like some there are a lot of people who like it, but like it was it tried to do people were like oh it tried to be a little too different and people didn't like that. Especially with like yeah. you know characters like the Joker as you saw. Was not voiced also, by Mark was, Hamill, yeah. and also is a very specific style of Joker that I personally can't always say that I'm for. But he was very good in this particular instance because I loved how much of an absolute little yeah. Shit that's basically he how he is in the show. Um, yeah, it's 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 pretty good. I think in this instance specifically because of how what happened in the right. the, the the movie, like it. it worked really well i don't know i don't believe i actually saw this one growing up i because i would have remembered that joker fucking design oh, yeah. absolutely but yeah it's it, it's certainly something if you're not ready for it you're not yeah, gonna be I ready for really it like this version of um the penguin yeah tom kenny did a great mm. job i i tom kenny always does a mm-hmm. good job i think but Tom Kenny did a fantastic job as the Penguin. I I would love the Penguin to be consistent. My favorite my Tom Kenny role. Just just give more Tom Kenny roles. Just, just give him all the Bob roles. Yet. But my favorite Tom Kenny role is still um fucking Starscream in Transformers animated. Still the best one. That's that's still my favorite yeah, thing yeah. he's ever done. Because he doesn't often get to mm-hmm. be bad guys. Nah. It makes, uh, yeah. Which is why I was like, oh, Tom Kenny does such a good job here. He's a bad guy, a bad also, guy. he's perfect for the Penguin. I'm also always. Absolutely. Always here for seeing um, fucking Peter Stormare. Because Peter Stormare mm-hmm. is like. I love his voice. And, for, and, and going back to Very like. Um, fucking Transformers Animated, he was also in that. He was uh, the villain Meltdown. <laughs> Yeah, Ooh. and the reason that they did that was because um, they wanted to one they wanted a human villain, and uh, to go against the Autobots, right? And the reason that they mm-hmm. picked Peter Stormare was because Peter Stormare had done these um, uh, parody commercials for uh, used cars, where it was all about fuck your van. Just wreck your van, wreck your cars, fuck your cars, shit. 
So that's why they picked him for that. It's it is very funny. But also like he's been in like so much shit. He was in fucking uh Fargo. He was in uh I think hold on, let me see if I can remember all the stuff he was in the top of my head, at least that I that was like just relevant. He was in Minority Report, he was in um Bad Boys Two, I think. Constantine, wow. uh he was in Oh, I know there's another one that I'm trying to remember that he was in. Oh, he also, I think in the new, one of the new Moomin movies, uh, Moomin, the 2010 stop motion one, he was Snufkin. Uh, probably. Yes, he was. Snufkin, uh, Moomin's in the Comet Chase, Peter Stormare. (gasps) I own that one. I own that one. That is actually one I own. I believe Mads Mickelson yeah. is in that one as well. Yeah. Well, he... uh, I, 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 that's one of my favorites. Uh, it's really soft. It's really soft looking. I mean, if you've, never, if you've never seen it. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, just the animation style because it's like it, it, it looks like uh, fuck. What, what, a, what does it? It looks mm. like stop motion. Mm-hmm. It's right. really pretty. Yeah, he's been in. Uh, yes, Mads Mikkelsen was Sniff uh, in that movie. Yeah, Peter Stormare. Who is lots of stuff he's been in, and I think they usually Ooh. pick him to play like you know, Slavic Nordic motherfuckers. Because he's because he's yes, they, they because it's, yes a lot of I mean he probably also grew up with the comics and the yeah, stories. Yeah, so perfect when he was for. A kid, but... Uh, I I have been a, a fan of Moomins yeah. for years. I've um, I, I know how how old Tove yeah, Johnson is. Of, uh, so we're going back to Dra- uh, Batman versus Dracula. Um, mm-hmm. it is. Yeah, I want your onions because, like, much like with Chainsaw Man, you haven't seen this. You don't know anything about it. Mm-hmm. So no. I kind of want your onions about it. It certainly was a thing. <laughs> it wasn't bad. It was very good for what it was. Um, me coming in as not the biggest Batman fan. I, I enjoy some Batman. I'm not the biggest fan of DC Comics. I was more of a Marvel kid growing up, so mm-hmm. that's that's a me thing. Um, a very good Bruce. As, you know, some Bruces aren't yeah. as good. Uh, I liked this Bruce a lot. He seemed a little bit more human than the some of the others that have been uh, yeah, he, fucking he's portrayed. Yeah, this is pretty consistent media. with his stuff in the, the show itself. Like, yeah. Um, I enjoyed a lot of the, like, they weren't afraid to make mm-hmm. things ugly. And I love that. Like they weren't afraid to like draw some absolutely dog shit. Yeah, the, the ghouls. Dracula before Dracula before he fucking like got some blood in him and actually got like a little bit plumped. Like, oh my god, what a fucking nightmare! I would not want I mean, that next like... to me in bed. <laughs> Afterwards, oh, maybe, but no, yeah, not I think before. Supposed Holy to like shit. fucking Nosferatu, you know? Yeah, uh, those, those Ferratu. Yes, I know. I. That's what I fucking said, bitch. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, that was 
visually interesting. Uh, I really like the sound. Yeah, I like Dracula's um, theme, like the, the violins the... that would constantly come in. Very cool. Yeah, yeah, it was it was very very uh, cinematic, and uh, you pointed this out, and I had noticed this uh, beforehand, but I didn't say anything because I was like in the middle of watching it mm-hmm. also um but dracula's cape was like this multi-tiered yes. pronged thing that when uh he had cl- had it closed and like was just standing it looked like tendrils of ch- shadow uh spilling out from his body but when he like had it open and was like running through the streets it was like this like grasping claw hand behind yeah and it but also so like invoked cool. the batwing thing but also like mirrored um mm-hmm. bruce's batman design in this because when he has the cloak closed it does a very similar thing so it's like mm-hmm. just mm, chef kiss it was it was thematic and it was uh, it's interesting to have the batman versus Dracula, a yeah, because I mean, they've done this before in other comics. There was a, I think there was an Elseworld story called Batman and Dracula Red Rain, and the whole point of that was Batman Ooh. fights Dracula, and the but he, unlike in this movie, Batman becomes a vampire to fight and beat Dracula. Yeah, yeah that um, cool. I might. Can, can we animate that I, one? I would love that. There was <laughs> also like that? a 1964 Batman Dracula, uh, like a black and white Batman movie. Uh, and then there was a... Um, I think there was also... In Detective Comics, in like, like number 400 or something-ish, uh, like it was like this was back in like the seventies or something. It was like a Silver Age comic, where he fought against um a vampire named Gustav, that Nick Nick Necrobod. No, no, hold on, let me. <laughs> G- Gustav de Croba, in Detective Comics four hundred and fifty five. Uh, even though it was released in like, yeah, seventy five. I was right. Um, and he was supposed to be just. It was like it was Dracula, but not Dracula. It's Dracula. It's, it's legally distinct Dracula, even though Dracula was in the public domain at this point. But eh. Yeah. Yeah. Dracula is still in the public domain, and I like, thank God for that every day because I can like write Dracula going out to fucking Tim Hortons and getting a fucking bunch of Tim bits and then going back to his three weed smoking mm-hmm. girlfriends. I'm funny as fuck. You are. <laughs> I'm surprised. I, honestly, I think the the wildest thing about this movie is like I don't know how they got away with a PG rating, considering there's that one scene where the Joker is just like bathed in a rain of blood. Yeah. Like, how did this get a PG? I even made the joke. It's rain and blood. Really, it's rain. And blood. It's rain and blood. That's all I had. <laughs> That's all I had on that. I am not witty enough oh, to come up with a There's something there, I'm sure. Of that. There's something there, yeah. There, there's always uh, there's something. There's also, something. I'm singing in the rain. What a glorious <laughs> feeling. I'm bloody again. Yeah, you know, something there you like go. that. There's something there. Uh, something. But yeah, 
this is a fun movie. I'm sad this is the only one they ever did for the Batman. Because they had, I think they had plans for another one. Yeah, they were gonna act, they were gonna adapt Batman uh, Hush. Um, Hush is uh, so there was like a really famous storyline from um. Oh, I believe two thousand three. Yeah, two thousand three. Uh, there was a character named Hush. And uh, mm. Hush. It was a, a friend of Bruce Wayne and attempted to murder Bruce's parents to, like, get his fortune. And But his plan Ooh. fails and, like, that, when the father saves the mom. And then, and then he continues to hold this grudge for the rest of his life. And then he eventually becomes, like, um, I think he becomes, a, yeah, he becomes a surgeon. And then he allies himself with the Riddler to ruin Bruce's life. Once he figures out he's Batman. And then his whole, like, he, he conceals his identity by wrapping his face up in bandages like fucking Darkman. Mm. Uh, there was oh, a Oh, yeah, film, Batman uh, Hush, yeah. But th this would have been, this would have yeah, been before that. 2019. Uh, so it was the, it would have been the mm -hmm. first adaptation of it before that, that uh, adaptation came out. Which, you know, I would have liked. Um, he also shows up in the Batman Beyond comics too. Yeah. Oh. I remember wa like watching and liking Batman Beyond. Yeah, Batman when Beyond I was is watching good, it, but I it's very funny. The, um, uh, the canon ending of Batman Beyond is actually the ending of Justice League Unlimited. They circle back to Batman oh. Beyond, and they sort of like you see older Terry at the end of Batman Beyond, but it's the end of Justice League Unlimited. So it's sort of like them wrapping up the entirety of the DC animated universe. Um, which also, there was a bunch of static stuff in there as well in, in uh, Justice League Unlimited. Which is cool. You should definitely uh, check some of that stuff out because you're not as familiar with it. Yeah, I'm not as familiar and like, some of it I'm absolutely yeah. interested in, but like, M much with like most of DC comics, I just I was never mm -hmm. one to watch it yeah. growing up because I was like a staunch, uh, not staunchly Marvel, but I just preferred Marvel stories as a whole because yeah, I thought I a lot of them were funnier. They were as serious, and that's why yeah. I, I think if we go on like more. a stint, I think the best thing to do is um, watch the best episodes of uh, animated the animated series Batman the animated series. Uh, watch mm -hmm. Mask of the Phantasm, which is the movie, which is really good. Uh, and then watch the best episodes of Superman the Animated Series. And also watch, uh, there was yeah. a crossover yeah, with work. Superman the Animated Series and Batman the Animated Series called World, World's Finest. And that, that dovetails nicely uh, into Justice League. Yeah, absolutely. That sounds like a plan. Uh, if we ever had time. Well, we're all almost done shit. with Monster, <laughs> to be fair. We are, we're, we're about halfway through Monster. We're about, like, halfway to, like, maybe so about if, So if we can get through Monster, through Monster, then, like... Yeah, we have, like, 30 no, episodes But left. no, but I mean, yeah, like, we're at episode in 48. general, like, if we can get through something like Monster, then, like... And I can get through, uh, part of One Piece. Because <laughs> we are planning on watching One Piece in, con in congruity of, like, watching... Yeah. D. Gray Man, which I've been yeah, wanting to rewatch. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that because I liked D. Gray Man. 
D. Greyman yeah. is so pretty. Like the character design and D. Hoshino Sensei has like just such fucking. I don't even know if the beautiful character is. D. Greyman still going. Mm. Yes. I know that, that, that ongoing, Hoshino yes. had health problems. Hoshino yeah. is currently on a hiatus, so but it is right. still ongoing. Seems to be a common thread of mangaka having health having health problems. Mangaka with fucking health. <laughs> this is my mangaka Togashi. He has all the diseases. How is how is that new that that how is that how's that coming by the way? Because he, he I know he's still updating. He's 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 still updating. Uh, he's been um posting pretty much almost daily to every other day on his Twitter. Um. Don't ask me to read you his. Oh yeah, no, it's I just a bunch of random it. numbers. I, I won't do it. His fuck, it's just a bunch of random letters and numbers. I can't fucking do that, baby. I'm fucking so dyslexic. <laughs> I'm not dyslexic. I'm dyscalculia. But like, oh my god, this would make me have mm. dyslexia. But yeah, um, uh, you know, when we do Hunter Hunter on this show, yeah, I should I should call you. I, please. I know. I know. Please. I know. Please. I know. No. I know. I, even though you've already seen it, I will still appreciate sucking the life from your rewatch. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be as good as watching it for the first time with somebody. Yeah, the only thing I never really liked about the specifically the 2011 anime was like the kite thing. I I have I have issues it with that completely myself. Completely like we completely destroys the characterization yeah, of like, Gon himself because the reason Gon wanted to be a hunter was not to just meet his fucking dad which was saying this fuck, right now fucking um uh but kite rescued him as a kid yes. like a baby baby <clears throat> and that gave him the like the desire to want to become a hunter and just cutting that out from the start absolutely destroyed not only kite's characterization but also, and also Gon's ruins kind of ruins the like, climax of the Chimera Antar. Yeah, which is like we don't, we've only known Kite for like fourteen episodes. We barely have enough time to actually know Kite when shit with Kite happens, and then we don't know why Gon is so fucking viscerally angry when that shit happens because we've only known Kite for like yeah, fucking can... this long. Why are you this mad? But yeah. if we had like the beginning, which was the original orig- original intro of the manga, we would know Kite was the one who saved him, and Kite is the reason why Gon is on his path. But we path can get into that when we like, talk about Hunter Hunter. Hunter Hunter. I will talk at like that. That will just be a, a, an episode on its own, and you will not well, shut yeah. me up. <laughs> well, we wouldn't do all of Hunter Hunter. We probably do like it in art. Um, probably do Hunter Exam and like York New as a, as a episode. As, as yeah, the the and then, like art Greed Island on its own. own. Greed Island in the Battle Tower. Greed Island. No, no, it would be Battle yeah, Tower and York New. Or no, it would be train. It, it would be the exam, Battle Tower, and it'll be York New and Greed Island together. And then Chimera and Arc would be its Chimera own. and Arc and the Chimera and Arc and the Hunter, uh, Hunter uh, the new president, uh, new president Arc. election, Hunter election, the election, yeah. yeah. Which is it's uh, a lot. fucking. It's a lot. It's a, this is a three episode fucking plan we got now, mm-hmm. baby girl. What? Uh, I'm excited. But anyway, <laughs> I don't think we have anything Future else to say plans. about Batman vs. Dracula. It's a fun movie, fun Halloween movie for sure. It's a. F- 
absolutely i i really enjoyed a lot of the visuals of it uh i enjoyed a lot of the sound design i thought the ending of it where batman was like hey here's this uh fucking Chekhov's gun that i mentioned at like the halfway point yeah you know, that sunlight I, solar I, energy thing that i had here it is i'm gonna shoot I'm dracula lord, with a pew i'm the lord of lasers darkness <laughs> except for right now i just, am the uh, sunshine just turn it on like bye literally it was like a he he turns it on he he, dracula's in his shadow and he's like he has his hand out uh outside of the shadow and it starts like burning and he's like hisses and like pulls it in and he's like uh and then he he, i don't remember what he he said said, but it was essentially just like you're bruce wayne i'm batman no i'm batman and then he like zips up on a fucking grappling hook turns his ass away it's like literally just bye felicia my favorite part of that is at the end when alfred's like i'll sweep that into the dustpan sir (laughs) post haste post haste (laughs) why do i remember that so fucking he's this is one of my favorite versions of alfred he's oh he's he's so so british and funny version of alfred Oh God! Anyway, <sighs> we're good gonna. Shit, good shit. This is a good version of Alfred. Yeah, please, please, just watch this. If only we're for gonna take a quick break, but when we get back, we're gonna talk about Vampire Hunter: Deep Blood Blood. See you then, and welcome back, booze ghosts and non-binary ghouls. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. <laughs> Booze, ghosts, and non-binary ghouls. Goober. Uh, anyway, uh, we're talking about Vampire Hunter D. Bloodlust. Vampire Hunter D. Bloodlust was a film released in 2000 and was produced by the one and the only Madhouse, but also by Filmlink International, BMG Japan, Movic, Good Hill Vision, and Soft Capital. It was written and directed by written, directed, and storyboarded by the man, the myth, the legend, Yoshiaki Kawajiri, and Yutaka Minawa, designing the characters. Yuji Ikihada, serving as the art director and designing the setting. And Mark D'Ambrosio composed the music. Mm-hmm. The film is based on the third novel in the Vampire Hunter D series, uh, which is uh, Vampire Hunter D Demon's Death Chase, which is uh, by Hideyuki Kikuchi. With art by the man, the myth, the legend. The true legend. Yoshitaka Amano. I love yep. Amano's work so fucking much. Yep. Uh, like, I, I have been a, a big Final Fantasy fan for a very long time. And, like, one of my first Final Fantasy games that I've actually played and, and finished in completion was 4, which is why, uh, if you haven't, if you don't know this yet, the current. A thread of shit going on in Final Fantasy fourteen is all for shit, and I'm losing my mind. I mm-hmm. literally screamed the loudest anyone could scream without getting a fucking noise complaint in this apartment when I fucking heard Scarmillion's theme when I fought him in the new dungeon. I was going ape shit. I was going hog. I was going ham. I was going feral. Yeah, for those who don't know. Uh, the director Yoshiaki Kawajiri 
and uh, Yutaka Minawa are most famous for working on fucking Ninja Scroll. Mm. That would that, and then that explains why the character designs in this are basically what if we amanoized the Ninja Scroll character designs <laughs> for real. It's the it's the combination of these two things. Uh, we also watched the dub. Uh, the dub is actually good. Dub is good dub. very good. I I personally would like to like go back. Uh, I'll probably on my own time. Um, and rewatch the sub. Um, but the dub had its moments where it was kind of not the greatest, but then there was other moments where it was actually really decent. Yeah, it, it's like there are some characters that were like clearly directed weird or like they just weren't ga- they were kind of phoning it in but like the characters who like killed it really killed yeah, it yeah yeah uh freaking andy philpo as it plays d john rafferly plays meyer link lila play is played by pamela seagal charlotte uh, is played by wendy lee d's left hand her. huh thought i recognized her yeah wendy lee baby uh d's left hand is played by michael Mc- mike mcshane Carmilla is played by Julia Fetcher. Borgoff Marcus is played by Matt McKenzie. Nolt Marcus is played by John DiMaggio. And John DiMaggio also plays Machiriera and John Elborn. Yeah. Uh, and Kyle Marcus is Alex Fernandez. Grove Marcus is Jack Fletcher. Polk is John Hossafetter. The Sheriff is also John DiMaggio. Yeah, I was about to say, John DiMaggio is in this a couple times, if I recall correctly. is uh, Dwight Schultz. Uh, Alan Elborn and the priest are John Demita, uh, and Debbie Dar- Derryberry is Layla's granddaughter. The old man from the shop is Dwight Schultz, and Dee's mother is played by Julia Fletcher, who also yeah. played uh, Carmilla. Uh, so there are some recognizable people here, but also a lot of not recognizable people in here. Mm-hmm. Who did, who was your favorite out of the the dub cast? Actually, who do you think? Get a, was the performance you liked the most? Myers. I yeah. Really, Myers Meyerling. was like so like yeah. his voice was so soft and smooth and mm-hmm. like when it a lot of emotion was necessary to be portrayed it went off. I mm-hmm. that that scene where he's holding Charlotte in his hands and he's crying and I'm just like I'm so glad they gave him emotions and like was so it looked so visceral the pain in his eyes and like in his upon his face it was like oh this is such a good scene i didn't think i would like the performance as much as i did at first but the more the movie went on i actually liked the guy who played d it's very subtle yeah but d is a subtle character but he's very subtle he conveys a lot of the like D is a very uh, in the the books and in all the adaptations he doesn't talk a lot as he mm-hmm. shouldn't because that's his he's like that kind of character that strong so stoic silent type but when he does talk it's like he has a weight and you can kind of like feel the his age in his voice and I think that the that Andy uh Philpo I think is how you pronounce it mm. definitely portrays that energy especially the more the movie goes on. Mm-hmm. When he gets to have like extended conversations, especially yeah, especially with the 
what's her what's her name? Uh, Layla. Layla, that's her. Yeah. Hi, I'm bad at names. I remember the faces for easy peasy, but the names are fucking garbage. And... I mean, to be fair, they're some of them. They're not said that much. Then it's yeah. Um, like I think the scene at the end of the movie, where he talks to the granddaughter, is yeah. like. I promised a friend that I would mourn her death. Yeah, and that that's a really the delivery on that is like it's like it's it feels similar to all the like the way he delivers all of his other lines with that stoicism, but like every once in a while he delivers a line that has the stoicism, but you can feel the sadness. Uh, oh like or, or he, occasionally the sass when he when Layla was like, I uh, I didn't need a mother hen. Uh, that's funny. You called out for your mother. It sounded like you needed one. Fucking Z snap. D out. <laughs> Pretty much. And then fucking uh, the the scene. The other scene that I think about where it's like you can feel the sadness is like she's already dead, and I only need the ring. That's proof enough. Uh, he walks away. Yeah, he's like, look. I don't approve of you making more of my kind, but you obviously care for her and love her with all your heart. Right. Yeah. And there was no way this movie could have done it, but I'm sad that, like, it tries its best to do the world of Vampire Hunter D justice. Yeah. There's a lot of, uh, uh, like, exposition that this film did not put go into. That probably would have helped a lot if, but also it would have bogged down the movie. It would have bogged down the time, and it was already almost two hours long. Yeah, so they did a lot of like show don't tell, mm-hmm. you know, which I appreciated. Um, whereas in the novel, can get away with like D going on extended periods of time, being silent, and then going across the desert, and the the author going into detail about so on and so forth. And explaining, like, this is XYZ. Yes. Uh, everything about this area, etc. Yeah, but we can't do had, that in the movie. Yeah, we had such little time and not enough. Yeah. And not enough t- Not enough production money. <laughs> not enough production money. And then the other thing, uh, back to the voice. I was okay. Actually, I both loved and hated Mike McShane as D's left hand. <laughs> He was certainly something. Like, I loved how you could feel like, how do I word this? There were so many times where, like, oh, God, this 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 delivery is a very, it's, it's real good. And some of it feels ad-libbed, but in a good way. And then there's other times where it just, like, feels weird. Feels like it's forced, it's trying to be funny and forced. Yeah, and then it's like, so, like, it's a mixed bag, but I think when it's good, it's really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, him, uh, especially when D closes his fist and goes, <laughs> grumbles, yeah. or when he, like, put, when he's, like, trying to, like, smell for something, he goes, I'm breathing in sand now, you know. Like, shit like that, like, just a little, like, and, like, he, clearly when he delivered that line, he, like, muffled his his voice and tried yeah. to make it sound like it was actually up against that, the dirt. Yeah, I think my favorite one of those, those like, ad-lib lines is when D did a fucking anime protag slide on his hand, It was, and you could hear very, very softly him, like, grumbling and screaming because he's getting fucking road rash. Like, ah, oh, my nose! <laughs> it's really good. 
<laughs> like they didn't need to have that in, but that's they really, really funny. They really did it. It's really fucking funny. It was really good. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, there's a lot of world building that like mm-hmm. you would get from the novel. Um, essentially, the the gist of Vampire Hunter D is that in 1999 there was big nuclear war, and then. Uh, the vampires had, like, bunkers to, like, survive the nuclear war. And then after the nuclear war, when, you know, all the shit, uh, everything went to shit, vampires took over. Mm-hmm. And all of the magical creatures on the Earth, like, all the monsters you see, are genetically engineered by the vampires. Uh, and also a lot of humans. And a lot of the humans ended up with, like, um, supernatural abilities as well. There are a lot yeah. of humans that have, like, enhancements. But there are also a number of, like, other beings in the novels that aren't related to the vampires. There's, like, demons and gods and uh, elder things from extra dimensions and shit. You know, Lovecraft yeah. shit. And uh, it's basically Mad Max, but there's also, like, a bunch of other, like, high-tech sci-fi shit. You know, it's Trigun, but with vampires. Interesting. That's essentially what it is. Because, like, the whole deal is that, like, the world is full of monsters. And he, and actually, in the novel itself, um, this is post-post-apocalypse because mm-hmm. the vampires are on their way out in the novel. Like, they're, like, dying out. Humans are already, like, humans are, like, thriving again. They're starting to take over and, like, actually build settlements and shit. Mm-hmm. When before, they were basically, like, a slave race to the vampires. Uh, but now there's more humans with, who are genetically modified and can fight the vampires, and vampires are dying off, and they're making cathedral spaceships, like in 40k. <laughs> yeah, that was really fucking cool. It was cool. I love the idea of like vampires in space. <laughs> there's no sun they, in space. There is sun. But you know what I mean. Like it's like all it's darkness, darkness and cold. And like you know, there's no, there's no air, so they they aren't just affected by the vacuum. Yes, they are. No, but so there's a lot of implied world building in the movie, and I think it does a, a good job of like, at least, it really gets the vibe. You know, and I think that's the most important thing. Yeah, the hashtag vibe, because. The novel has a very specific vibe. Um, I think I would best describe it as like um, an R.A. Salvatore novel. Yeah. Or like, like, or a pulpy uh, Wheel of Time style thing. You know, mm. like some of those old pulpy sci-fi fantasy things. Or a what's that book series called? The Elric Saga. Your shit like that. I, yeah. I- I'm not very familiar with a lot of sci-fi novels, uh, solely because that's just not the kind of jams I was like mm-hmm. really reading as a, a young teenager. I was actually reading a lot of uh, Bodice Ripper, Sherilyn Kenyon. I really like Sherilyn Kenyon as an author. She's got a really funny, like witty style. Um, but I was reading a lot of her. I should not have been. I, I was reading her at like 15, 16. I'm just like, Ooh, they're having no, no, sex. No. And I, my mother is just like, yeah, read that. And I'm just like, mom, they're fucking. And she was like, yeah, it's fine. God. My mom, my mother should not have been letting me read these books. 
<laughs> they were very explicit, but they were very good also. Yeah, but, you know, fucking, uh, and, and Amano, like I said, he did all the, um, the art. For the, the arts, the, yeah. The, the, the light novels. Um, and they really did try to, like, capture a lot of his style. Yeah, his, it, it's as if they took Amano's work and actually, like, put it to motion and, like, made it breathe. And it's very beautiful. I kind of wish that they had had, like, a more... This, this was not going to be able to be happening, like, in this era of animation. This was still very hard lines, hard jagged edges. So, as, as much as I would have loved some of his more painterly uh, effects oh, yeah. to have come through, it would not have been... Like, that's that's really hard to do even now with, like, computer animations and yeah. models and shit like that, but, like... Maybe someday I will live in a dream world where Amano's like actual beauty of his work will come I, through. I think and, one like, of the anime animated. Sorry, uh, I, I just I, I want that so bad. I think one of the animes that actually comes really close to being well, there's two that come really close to being Amano esque while not being Amano adaptations, and those are Gonkutsuo. Yes, and um, Mononoke. I love Mononoke. Big hype. Season 2 of that is coming out soon. Whack. I am so fucking hyped for this shit. You have no idea. Like, Mononoke is one of the most beautiful animes I think I've seen in a very long time. And the fact that it's not getting as much hype and recognition as it deserves, Mm -hmm. it pisses me off to no end. I'm so, so excited for it. I'm literally... That shit's so fucking cool. Yeah. So, for those... Just for those who don't know, you should, but Yoshitaka Amano uh, is an artist who is, like, he's on the, he's the Neil Gaiman of, like, Japanese artists, I would Mm -hmm. say. Like, he's on that level, you know, like, legendary for his very specific style, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I think Araki is, like, up there next to him. Oh, yeah, no, much. for sure. Araki... How, how, how Araki and Amano, like, you say these two names to anyone who knows anything about Japanese culture, and they will know exactly who the fuck you're talking about. Yeah, I think that the other two artists that stands next to them, in terms of, like, Japanese artists, are, like, well, before his passing, Miura. Uh, yes. Kintaro Miura, and then um, Toriyama. Mm-hmm. As much as much as I give Toriyama shit for his like <laughs> his writing, I'll never give Toriyama shit for his art. Toriyama's art is a, a, an encapsulation of that specific era of Japanese artistry. Yes. And while I will never say that it is not good, it is not for me. But that is not saying it is not good. Oh yeah, no. Um, and also. You, just disregarding the art, if you ever want to learn how to, like, lay out a page, read read Toriyama's stuff. The yeah. man is a master of page layouts and the um, the thing called the implied between action. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, how, like, in comics, there uh, there's a, um, 
like there's a panel of like a character pulling at their fist and the next panel is the 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 them the character being hit by the pulling back of the fist and then of course in a comic they're like because it's not animation you don't see the actual like moving of the arm and the actual hit you just see the re the result mm -hmm. um it is way harder than you think it is to like get that action that implied action across and also like make the reader's eye flow in such a way where they feel the impact of the implied action even though it didn't happen this is something Araki had trouble with uh, in part five. Which yes, is which why is, I, yeah, we talked about this. I do, in, yeah, in part five with that 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 in between action, it was difficult to follow, which is why uh, King Crimson was just so difficult to like understand as a stand. It's under easy to understand now as a stand because we have the animation for it, and it's easier to like like open your brain and be like oh it's just packet loss yeah but back then back mm -hmm. then when all we had was shitty scans of the part five manga where we thought gacho was a fucking francophile we couldn't we we didn't understand that back then yeah uh we went we i went in great detail about this implied action in the episode where Jim was on where we talked about the golden wind anime mm -hmm. uh but toriyama is a master of the flow of the page of the and the being able to show off like the impact of the implied action miura is also really good at this especially with guts's sword because yeah. uh, like guts there's like i can't express how like the way miura i'm still reading berserk by the way but you know um when there's just that that just that the smallest panel of like the the guts gripping the handle and there's like a two-page spread and your eye follows the trail of the sword as like guts like cleaves through three guys is just mm. shit. it's good shit it's such good shit but um back to amano amano worked on like so much she worked on fucking um obviously he's super famous for doing a lot of Final Fantasy, like the original Final Fantasy stuff, the mm -hmm. art. Uh, he worked on another novel series called The Gwyn Saga. Uh, and he also worked on uh, the anime adaptation, the, 19, the original 60s adaptation of Speed Racer. Mm. Uh, and he was, and he created Gotcha Man and Tekka Man. Mm. And also Kassan. Uh, like, Mano, he created a lot of, like, Tatsunoko characters. Mano, you mad lad. Yeah, Mano, like, created the original designs for, like, Gotcha Man and Tekka Man and Kashern. Uh, and just... Has worked on so many other things where, like, those are, like... If, to, to talk about everything he's worked on, we'd be here all day. Truly. God. But, you know, that's just the gist of it. And um, this is one of the very few things that, like, Especially in the um, the design, like it, you really see his uh, his his look in specifically D in this movie. Like everything about D is like this is a fucking Amano character. Mad Amano. His face, his hat, the way his cape is, his fucking armor, especially. I I had made mention uh that. The armor is 
distinctly an Amano look because it looks exactly like how uh, some of the original Dragoon armor looks in 14. And, like, Dragoon's armor has always had, like, such a stylistic look. Yeah. And it's 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 solely due to Amano's, like, input in the designs. Yeah, for sure. Um, like, I would describe how he draws armor and, like, metal uh, specifically like black metal when he draws black metal like it's almost like carapace like mm-hmm. it but folds in on itself yeah it folds in on itself but like but not not in a um geiger way it, it's like more leaning more towards on the armor but definitely has that carapace like quality um but i think the real uh What's the word I'm looking for? The real reason to watch this movie, as much as, as much as I like, uh, it has it's it works as a story. It's fine, and it has some actually strong characters. The art, the art, the animation. Oh. Every time I think about how pretty this movie is, I just like sit down for a second and just need to like fucking calm yourself it's like oh god it's so pretty this is one of the most like absolutely gorgeous movies of its time it still looks good even today 22 years later yeah yeah exactly this is this movie is 22 years old and it still looks like fucking amazing we know people probably younger than this film I'm trying to like think. I was like, isn't Jank 22? Jank is yeah. 23. Jank is almost oh. as young as this film. Jank is almost as young as this fucking movie. God, oh. I am so My old. My nibbling. I'm so old. We're both old. Old as balls. So old. But, <laughs> like, you could watch this movie on mute and still get something out of it. Yeah, absolutely. 100. Just like no words, just all visuals. Just so many shots are just like I want to fucking come looking at it. <laughs> not to get too fucking raunchy Ris- on this podcast, but not to get too risque. But I can't. Like, there's no other way to describe it. When I see fucking Carmilla's castle, I'm just like, oh, it's so fucking pretty. Like you just you you I I have sometimes when I watched this film originally I had to pause and just look at shit, like that that big statue in the center of her foyer, or I I noted something that I don't think you noticed when you first watched it or, or when you watched the, it together the, 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 that the D thing. has a partial, uh, uh, mirror image. Yeah, I, like he's only half there. Yeah, and, it's and I like, noticed that like real fucking fast because yeah. like I kind of I. As somebody who enjoys vampire lore and like vampires in general, it's and as somebody who has been running a Curse of Strahd game for the past year now, uh, I I've gotten real deep into like vampire stuff. Like I think I had uh, when I was growing up a book, like specifically about vampirism among all these different cultures and countries. Yeah. And so like I learned about the Mananangal. I've learned about like. Uh, some of the Japanese uh, vampires. I learned about all of these things. And, like, that, like, well, because when mirrors were made, 
back in the day they were using silver which mm. is why vampires don't have reflections usually it's because it's silver oh. and now nowadays vampires should have a reflection because it's not silver anymore it's like a certain like film but back in the day silver was used as mirrors and that's why vampires vampires never had like a, a, a reflection yeah. in them I think the the modern interpretation of lore now is that vampires don't have a reflection because they don't have a soul. Mm, yeah, uh, uh, I think that was also the reason why vampires didn't come up in uh, Film. pictures either, because they use silver nitrate. Yeah, very cool. I never noticed that thing. When I first watched this, I never noticed that. Like, it's it's that that frame of D's half reflection is there for like you blink a it, you second, blink it, you blink and you miss it. It was, and I I noticed that, and that that's why I was like, oh, that's that he's only half there because he's half vampire. He's a uh, a a a drum peel, uh, as they, they call they, it. They keep calling him a dun peel in the dub, which I think is just like a a mistranslation of like how the Japanese say the word dam dam peel. Yeah, dam peel. Because they because like the in Japanese it was a there was a uh like with a Japanese accent. They said Dampir or something like yeah. that. Dampir. Dampir. And I think they romanized that into Dunpeel for the dub. Yeah, which is... Okay. It, they have a name. They have the specific thing. That's Nobody fun. did it's research, whatever. apparently. Nobody does research anymore. About what a Dampir is. Yeah. I, you know, for the longest time, until like a few years ago, I thought it was pronounced Dump, Dumpir. Danfir, uh, but you know, it could be either or. Let's be real. Uh, but it's Dampir, as far as I know, because I mean, Dampir is a very specific uh, thing mm-hmm. that's only in a from the Balkans, I think, originally. I think. Yeah, Balkan folklore. It can also be pronounced Dampire, or with with like a P Y R E. Like pyre, dumpire mm. thing going on. Um, yeah. I remember the thing that made me, like going back to the visuals. The, the thing that made me watch this movie. I was going on. I was scrolling on Tumblr as you do, and I saw a, a a gif of that scene of Carmilla coming out of the coffin covered in blood, and then like that the second gif was her, of her like all fucked up crawling out of it. I'm like, I need to know what this is fucking from. And I need to watch it. I got to see it. And I'm glad I did, because holy shit, it's a fucking gorgeous movie. Mm-hmm. So, I don't... I remember you said you didn't know if you had seen this. Do you... Did you remember? I, I, I think I had seen something else that was Vampire Hunter D related, but was not this film. There, was an, OVA, I... there was an OVA that was bad. It might have been the OVA. It was 97, I think, the OVA came out. Uh, it was much older. Uh, but it was not good. Uh, if you want to see an actual good adaptation of Vampire Hunter D, this is this is it. Yeah. Um... Might have also be thinking of Blood Plus. I... It might have been. I'm might not be. sure. It's... 
Uh, by the way, so much. I didn't know so much vampire shit in anime. Anime loves vampires. Anime loves vampires. Japan loves vampires. I don't blame them. I love vampires. As like I just even like earlier just said, I had a book about them growing up. I was obsessed with them. Fucking Japan loves vampires. I don't fucking blame them a bit. Yeah, there's so much vampires. There's so much. So much vampire shit in media today. It's like an inundation of vampire shit, and like I'm yeah. here for it. I'm glad we're getting to the uh, happy medium of vampires being scary, but also sexy. Yeah, because I was tired of the Twilight era slash Vampire Diaries slash uh, yeah. Blood, whatever the whatever that other one was called. Uh. Blood ties or some shite, bad blood, yeah. something. There was another one that was like similar to Vampire Diaries that was on at the same time. Uh, but I don't care anymore. <laughs> I don't. Too much. It's like I'm, I was tired of that era of like the sexy vampire. You know, don't get me wrong. Vampires are allowed to be sexy because, like, I mean, hey, they're one of their abilities is like they're supernaturally charming. But, like, I want vampires to be scary. You know? I'd like to see a scurry one. I'd like to see a scurry one. And I think we've hit a happy medium of sexy but scary now. With mm-hmm. at least, like, a lot of the stuff I've seen of vampires recently. It's like, yeah, they're scary, but also they could be sexy. Um, ¿Por qué no los dos? ¿Por qué no los dos? This, this movie also has that. Uh, Link is very sexy. But also scary. I love... My favorite thing of, like my favorite thing about Link is that thing where it's like the cape turning into bat wings, but also it's like it's like a blade. And he can like mold it into different shapes and like cut it and you turn it into metal. <laughs> don't, 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 don't. <laughs> yeah, it's real cool, huh, honey? Whatever I know what you're thinking, don't say it. Um, I can't. Or that like when he covers his arm and like the uh, the the Amano claw armor shit. Like that's cool. Yeah, it's real fucking cool. Like I, I I like that. That's a cool idea. Um. But, yeah. Apparently, there's going to be um a new anime coming out. Hmm. Uh. Yeah. Oh wait, hold on. Let me look. CGI animated. Pre-production was on hold. Uh, because of the pan panorama. The, the paninas. Yeah. So there is going to be a new Vampire Diaries adaptation, but yeah. It um. There's also a supplement for Pathfinder for Vampire Hunter D. If only I could read. If only I could read. Slash cared about playing Pathfinder. Yeah, there was a Kickstarter for a five-issue Vampire Hunter D comic book in 2022. Uh, and one of the stretch goals was um, a uh, include an official pathfinder supplement for vampire hunter d i see which i mean 
That's a cool if setting for a tabletop game. If it's good. That is that is a cool tabletop setting for a for a game. Because I mean it, it lends itself to other things not about D, you know? Yeah. Cause there's like the world is full of like monsters and like super technology left behind by the vampires, and there are vampires around, there's just not as many, and some of them are just up in spice. Spice. I'm going to go <laughs> the only place that hasn't been corrupted by vampires. Too fucking late. Space. Oh, uh, God. Very funny. Yeah. Vampire Hunter D also inspired Inuyasha. Changed my mind. No need to change. You're correct. I am correct. Just D is missing the uh, scorned older brother. That's it. But his dad was the king of the vampires. He's a half vampire. He fights other demons. He fights other vampires. It's it's it's, it's all there. It writes itself. You know, and instead of D's left hand, uh, it's it's a fucking flea. A plucky teenager from. No, I was talking about Miyoga. Yeah. But oh, also a plucky teenager. From the fucking modern. Modern day, which is not too so modern anymore. <laughs> well, I mean, it is uh, for uh, the the sequel series. It is for. The, I still haven't watched that. I mm. am not emotionally ready to watch that. <laughs> like, I don't think I can handle like. It's like, yeah, I've been rewatching the series, but like, in that context, it's like I'm seeing them again, but like after so many years, sort of a thing. It's like I don't think I can emotionally handle. Seeing all those characters again in that context, but, but uh, adults and have children, and you're just sitting here, like in, in your like early thirties, fucking scrambling to get your shit together, and these fuckers have kids. It's the same vibe as the uh, the last unicorn scene with Molly Grew. Uh! <laughs> that caught on my mic. I'm sorry. <laughs> That that scene does fuck me up, though. Every time. Every time. But that, I think, is Vampire Hunter D. Bloodlust. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the show. If you enjoy the show, please rate and review. Wherever you're listening to this, please, I'm begging you. I crave, crave, crave that sweet, sweet validation. Begging. And if you want to get in touch with the show, you can email us at acmepodcastinc at gmail.com Can you get that one more time? acmepodcastinc at gmail.com acmepodcastinc at gmail.com You can also find us on Twitter at at inkpodcasts that's I-N-C-P-O-D-C-A-S P-O-D-C-A-S-T-S at inkpodcasts and you can also find us on Tumblr at acmepodcasts.tumblr.com that's acmepodcasts Tumblr.com. Um, and if you want to find us as people, Adrian, where can people find you? Uh, mostly on Twitter, uh, because Tumblr still doesn't allow tits, so why would I go back? Uh, you can find me at Miriam Toxin, N E R I U M T O X I N. 
Uh, I also have an art Twitter. It hasn't been updating frequently because I haven't had time to do art, you know, with the job. Uh, but all my artwork can be found at ToxinArt. T-O-X-N T-O-X-I-N-A-R-T uh, don't, don't look for my Instagram. I do not update that thing. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Kaiju underscore Emperor. That's K-A-I-J-U underscore E-M-P-E-R-O-R. You can also find me on Tumblr Kaiju dash Emperor but the exact same way. Uh, and that's retweets, reblogs, things I like, uh, stuff like that. Nothing original. But if you want anything original from me, you can go follow my side blog on Tumblr called Kai's Tome. That's K-A-I-S-T-O-M-E. That's usually where I'm uh, reblogging other people's homebrew stuff, but also posting my own homebrew stuff for D&D and other tabletop games. Um, I also have writing commissions open, which are pinned to my, both my Twitter and my Tumblr. If you're interested in any of that. Please go and commission my baby. Thank you. Um, but that's it. That's the show. <laughs> Uh, next time, as mentioned earlier, I'm not quite sure what the two things are going to be, but it's probably going to be KP again, and it's Coraline, and I might just say fuck it and do James and the Giant Beach. I might just say fuck it. I would say you should say fuck it, and we should all watch that as a, a, a big group, because uh, James and the Giant Peach, uh, very good. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a scene with skeletons. Is seeing Skellimans. And, you know, they use the Jack Skellington model. You know. Uh, but anyway, that's the show. Uh, hope you enjoyed. Yeah. Uh, don't be a jackass. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye, B.